Hot Damn, you're listening to Season 3 of Frolicking Chronicles. All right, it looks like I'm recording. At least the little red light's on with the red dot. Uh, welcome to Frolicking Chronicles Season 3. Tonight we're so excited. We're going to be... Uh, Going back in time a little bit to our moments in the Coast Guard when we visited Alaska quite an amount of times. Would you say, sis? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I went plenty of times. I mean, obviously, you had your two years. You had a little bit longer than me on the ship yourself, but you got to go to a lot of cool places. Um, I feel like I have four or five walruses, like... We did like some four or five alpats in the two years that I was stationed on board. I wish I still had those pins. I I hope they turn up somewhere. I have one, and I do look on eBay every now and then to see if I can, you know, snatch them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey, so you you just—if any of you guys are ever out and about and happen to run across a a little walrus pin uh, that's the size of a pencil eraser yes if it's affiliated with the coast guard uh snatch them up for us and we will uh make sure we swap and we will pay you for them (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so always trying to keep my eye out for those but so i mean alpat would always take us to alaska the bering sea the aleutian chain um kodiak was the main port that we would pull in to fuel and get uh get dry you know food and things like this and uh a couple other little islands that we would stop at adak i think anchorage is around there dutch harbor yeah dutch harbor and um uh, but there's a part of alaska that you specifically wanted to talk about and also you happen to go to yes uh this is kind of an interesting thing so our alpads took us from our base in honolulu and went north in the pacific ocean and i was blessed enough and i say blessed because i'm finding out that many people actually don't get to experience this uh i was able to travel to nome alaska so that is the further furthest north I personally have ever been. And yeah, and you can't get there by a car or a ferry. No, you, you know it, that? it has to be a boat or air, basically. Yeah. Right? And so tonight when we started talking about, and by the way, some of you guys already know, we decided we were going to talk about aliens uh, in season three. And we've certainly had our experiences, at least I did, on the open ocean. I'm going to uh, say sea. where... Where I'm the one with maybe some paranormal stuff that happens in a spooky, ghostly sense. You're the one that happens to track the aliens. You know what? I've only been witness to that. I have never thought about that. But now that you say it, I think you're right. For whatever reason, that I, I definitely have had certain experiences. And um, that ocean is so dark when there's no moonlight. And you're looking up at a thousand gazillion stars and you start to notice things like lights bouncing around that shouldn't be bouncing around and so you don't want to necessarily freak yourself out um however 
when you get back and it's to it's not the Russians. Yeah, not the Russians. <laughs> and it's not a satellite because satellites tend to move a little slow. Uh, and then you start to have conversations with some of your shipmates and they're like, yeah, I saw that too, you know. But nobody really delved into it too much, at least in the early 90s when we were on the ships. But so I, I definitely had that moment. And then later on in our season, and if you're a Patreon member, I'm going to be sharing with, uh, oh, yeah. You, you want to see this craziness? I have I have saran wrap on mine. So I made mine and then put it in the refrigerator to chill. Uh, We're talking about our cocktails for tonight, right? Because the thing is, um, I like a nice chill cocktail, but it's so warm. They get kind of warm fast. So smart to put it in the fridge till you were ready. Well, exactly. So let me just say, we're going to be talking about Nome, Alaska on this episode. We're going to get a little bit into the fourth kind, but not too much. Um, we're really going to be focusing in on X-Files, the ice episode, which Tamantha has been wanting to talk about forever. And, <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk about a film called 30 Days of Night, uh, which really freaked me the F out. Not going to lie, our little sister makes fun of me all the time. But I think first, let's talk about our cocktails so that we can start sipping on them. It's a warm uh, summer day. I think it registered about Sounds 100 degrees. To I'm going to take my saran wrap off my beautiful cocktail. For those that are on Patreon, what I was going to say is you get to watch this episode uh, because we will not only be putting it on our audio platforms, but if you are a Patreon member... And support our channel at the $5 rate. You actually get to see us uh, on screen doing our thing. So, yes. Cheers so, to that. Because that's new for season cheers three. Cheers to that. Right. Okay. So, the cocktail tonight. And our Patreon members can see it. I did take a quick photo. Um, maybe I'll post it oh, on you Instagram should. or in our stories later. Uh, this is called Deep Space. And I found this recipe on Contrude.com. Which I believe is a French liqueur. Uh, but it's going to have one and a half ounces of Contru, a half ounce of brewed Earl Grey tea, a half ounce of fresh lemon juice, a quarter ounce of pineapple juice, two dashes of aromatic bitters, and if you have it, which neither of us did, a couple drops of black food coloring, excuse me, and one pinch of black cocktail shimmer dust. I did not have that on hand, but I'm definitely going to keep my eye out because that's what kind of gives it that deep space, black yeah. hole. Yeah, I think we looking. need to do a cocktail segment on that, um, showing yes, that once we have all of that. visit because it's quite tasty, I think. So then you're going to add all the ingredients together in a shaker over ice, Shake and strain into a chilled coupe glass is what you have and I have. And garnish with the lemon wheel. And I just thought this was just kind of fun. But it's really pretty. Mine looks kind of pink, actually. I um, I miss the lemon wheel, but I tried to be fancy. And do you see? I actually did a twist with oh, my lemon rice. See, that's great because and the, the wheel's a little cumbersome, and but mine good is, for photos. Mine is actually a little pink. And I thought that was interesting since we're putting that Earl uh, black... How do you say that? Earl Grey, black Earl gray, black, black tea. tea. I mean, mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think that it, well, it probably also comes from the bitters. And my switch up is that I use blood orange bitters because I didn't have regular bitters. <gasps> and but see, that must be so tasty because I have a couple mine flavors is, of mine is really really good. So I'm gonna tell you this, sis. I'm on my way home from work uh, after picking up Betty from Pomona, P Town, for all the Pomona folks listening. Uh, and I'm like, shoot, I still need to go get my cocktail stuff. So I ended up just going to Vons, which is not always okay. the best thing. How much 
does this bottle typically cost? Because I just spent a little over 50 bucks and it's probably because, <gasps> yes, I think Vaughn's, Vaughn's so windled my and ass. did you get the very big bottle? Because I, I have a tiny one that's $20. The tiny but this one. cocktail is so good. I feel like you need to make a round. Well, and if you house. guys remember from last season, we actually used this uh, as our base for our margaritas um, when mm-hmm. we did the flamethrower. Oh yeah, you margaritas. Have that. So you brought it, it makes from the your best house, margarita. Or we went to Vons and I think we bought the smaller bottle. I'm guessing because even right now that smaller bottle was 27 and some change, like 27.19 or something. And so I'm like, uh, I might as well just buy the bigger bottle for fifty dollars. And I basically paid for convenience. That's that's where I was at today. So be prepared with your pocketbook when you're going to buy this. Uh, well, that's why this is a top shelf. It is a top this shelf. It's totally This isn't your triple, your regular triple set here. We're talking fans. (laughs) I got somewhere I got bougie along the way and say, oh yeah, $50, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? It it makes for a beautiful cocktail and I feel like it's beautiful color and just when you see it. And when you have three or four adults, you're going to need that, I feel. You're going to need the bigger bottle if you're going to have at least two drinks, right? Well, an ounce and a half of... This booze. Yeah, you're gonna go gonna, through that small yeah. bottle quick. Yeah. Okay. So um it is yummy, but look up Contru, C-O-I-N-T-R-E-A-U. And I'll have that in the show notes. Okay, awesome. So let's talk about Alaska. Okay. I, the only reason why I feel the need to bring up the fourth kind. Um, which is a film that basically takes place in Nome, Alaska. Alaska. And I feel like we can all watch this, maybe do a watch party and then talk about it because when it first came out, it was set up like a documentary, um, like there was serious facts. We believed it. Oh, man, we believed it. We thought it was And let me tell you, I I was freaking out because I'm like, I can see that happening up there. It's isolated now i didn't recently re-watch it but i did read up a little bit on it so this was in 2009 right so we were newer moms both even sophia and round two had happened with sophia and logan by that time and um i had actually had betty too by 2008 so so we're thinking we are thinking yeah and i remember seeing this movie and i i do remember the feeling of oh S-H-I-T, like, whoa, you know, kind of vibe on it. So the, pre- so the premise of the movie basically is these people are seeing a uh, psychiatrist or therapist and they're having these weekly sessions and she starts to recognize a pattern that they're um, sleep deprived and they've all been visited by some sort of owl and there's just a lot of coincidences where she's like starting to connect the dots and so she starts to delve into the um, hypnosis part of therapy and it just it's terrifying um, what they're remembering happening to them and it's as if they were being abducted so when you watch that film You'll see the things that we saw, and it's like, okay, this interview's happening um, after the fact. Her her daughter has gone missing. She's claiming that her daughter has been abducted, and this is the doctor. And so they're giving you these credentials, you know, doctor, ta da 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 And this interview's happening at Chapman University. And so 
to me at that time in 2009, it was very believable. We weren't familiar with the actors or actresses. And so when we were talking about this episode, I said, let me go back and rewatch that film. And then, of course, you Google stuff and it's like, oh, no, it's basically all been debunked. Like, yes, there are a lot of people that go missing in Alaska. And as of this morning, when I looked up the stats, since 1981, over 60,000 people have gone missing throughout Alaska. So that's okay. concerning. That's a lot of people. people. I mean, because I was reading a Nome, Alaska isolated community is the mysteri- is the mysteriousness of the disappearances of 24 people between 1960s and 2004. Um, Universal Pictures released in 2009 with rumors circulating of UFO involvement, alien abduction, and even a serial killer. The community was desperate for answers. The northwestern town of Nome, Alaska is located on the southern edge of the Seaward Peninsula on north on Norton Sound, this particular area is said to have more reported UFO sightings than anywhere else. Wow. Okay. And it was incorporated in 1901. So that's really interesting that you say that. Oh, and you want to know an interesting fact about Nome? I just learned this and I would have been spinning like crazy if I would have realized it, you know, how many decades ago being in Nome. Wyatt Earp actually had a place in Nome. In the well, early was, 1900s. Because it was part of the last frontier. Yeah, the right? whole gold rush thing and offering having a saloon and doing the whole gambling situation. So yeah, um, on YouTube, if you put in Nome, Alaska, uh, there's a, a few different videos that come up in the, and they do talk about Wyatt Earp. So I feel like I have this really deep Wyatt like Earp connection. Connection, absolutely. <gasps> we we got to head to Tombstone. We, lo- we love Tombstone <laughs> as, as uh, teenagers when our parents took us there. But also... Uh, it is rumored that Wyatt Earp stayed overnight at our Chafee Isle House. And so I'm super excited with this next ghost town theme that's happening uh, for Summer Spook Nights because, you know, I feel like we have some legitimacy. And um, yeah, so check out The Fourth Kind. And I think maybe what we might do is do a, a watch party or definitely recap it within our Patreon um, situation. And because it is curious how, how flawed it yeah, is, uh, but so how believable is- it was at the time. Oh, totally. But it's so Nome sits right on the coast of the Bering Sea, which you and I both spend a lot of time in the Bering Sea, and is incredibly isolated and relatively desolate with less than 22 square miles of land and water that make up the city. I mean, that's incredible. No roads or ferry system. Once you're there, you're stuck. Year round, the population is only 4,000 residents. So. Initially, the disappearances were thought to be a serial killer was amongst the local villages. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, um, I think they chalked it up to excessive drinking and people trying to walk home and those type of crazy... well, elements, it's it's the elements. elements. It's the, it's the weather yeah. elements, people getting lost, people... Um, you know, for me, when I was revisiting uh, a couple of things about Alaska, and right now, if you if you guys are members of discovery plus there is a show called missing in alaska and to me it's supposed to be unscripted but i feel like the producer might be like oh hey re-say that and we'll record it because it doesn't seem very organic to me but what was curious is they do mention what i said the sixty thousand plus people have gone missing since 1988 i reread that again on the internet this morning and 
what uh, that kind of leads into is these missing people, missing kids. They have their own folklore. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce those names until I, I do a little bit more research, but they have their own little goblin type creatures that they say are mean and cruel and will take the kids. So if you have um, native Alaskans in your circle, like if you talk to them about it, they'll talk about their elders talking about those creatures that come after children. Like they don't even trick or treat in Nome, um, like after eight or eight thirty because there's like Once situations actually so yeah or... if you guys are more curious about this specific subject matter i suggest watching missing in alaska i watch it via discovery plus and they talk about these little creatures and they talk about this little girl that went missing that being said to your point about the drinking and not being aware of how cold you're getting and how far you're getting from civilization I do believe there is definitely uh, the real deal that elements take place and people just get lost. Yeah, I, I think, and everybody thinks drinking is a good idea until it's not. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Okay. But did you know, just, just really quickly, there are four kinds of alien encounters, and the fourth kind is abduction. Yes. Yes. So, so I just so want to put That's a little. That's awesome that you um, mentioned that. A plug um, you know, got my show notes here. Uh, in 2013, Dark Skies with Carrie Russell came oh, out, and Pax and so I during good. the pandemic, we uh, rewatched it. Or I don't even know if we remembered actually watching it. I'm telling you, that is worth a rewatch or watch it because I agree. We were like, whoa, you know, I agree. Kind of yeah, it 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 um it shooketh you. <laughs> like- <laughs> it shooketh me. <laughs> That's true. Um, so before we finish talking about the fourth kind, um, you know, it has good, I mean, well, no, Rotten Tomatoes, 18%, but 89% of people like it. Uh, it has almost six points on uh, IMDb and, you know, it's okay. You talked about Discovery Plus. I really love uh, the ancient aliens on the History Channel. Oh, we love ancient aliens. Eric Mm -hmm. can name all the main professors or whatever. And I have looked in going to uh, Alien Con or whatever the big convention is. Oh, sure. It's expensive, guys. Really? (laughs) I haven't made that happen for my husband yet to meet those main guys. Well, you know what's crazy about that ancient aliens? There's 17 seasons. Oh, Yeah. It's a very popular show. I've probably watched at least a few episodes out of each season. I mean, Eric was addicted to that. I stuff. couldn't name. I couldn't name my favorite one, but it's something I like to turn on. You know, I just have it. Well, and I want to say, just tapping back into this uh, missing in Alaska, there is another show that I watched, um, and it was it was pretty scary, um, where it talks about the darker side of Alaska and how basically psychos or these pedophiles actually move to Alaska and are there because it is isolated and they can get away with, you know, their their craziness there. And um, one episode that I watched was called Cabin Fever. And it was um, it was disturbing, you know, how the police officers just you know, these psychopaths basically can get away with brief questioning. Then they're taken off the suspect list. And lo and behold, that person actually ends up being the one that committed the murders in these isolated area. Um, and Tamantha, I did send you, and guys, I'll put this in our show notes too. Um, 
earlier today, I was talking about um, that podcast, uh, The Murders That Take on the Front. What is it? The Frontier, basically. The Last Frontier. The Last Frontier. Yeah, Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier. And I sent this link to Tamantha because... Not only do they talk about the murder I'm I'm just recently talking to you guys about here, but they talk about that Coast Guard murder that happened in Kodiak. And so that kind of touched a nerve, you know, when you originally, I think both of us thought of Alaska like, wow, this is so far away. And um, what is Alaska? It's going to be freezing cold. And then you get there and you're, you know, if you had a good captain and you had a good billet, I guess you're able to see Glacier Bay and you're able to go salmon fishing or halibut fishing and do these things that tourists would be doing. And you see this beautiful grand mountains and snow and the trees. And it is very, I feel like majestic in its own way. Alaska I can is so vast. It. I can appreciate it today, but not back then, then. No, because we were grinding. We were grinding yeah, and it was and freezing. Minus four below. I remember that wind cutting my face. Cutting my face. It's <laughs> just oh, so gosh. cold. So yeah, cold. I didn't need to see snow for a very long time after my ship experience. But it is a big tourist boom. And uh, gosh, you know, just what you're saying about criminal activity, um, nefarious people. The book um, that is still on the New York Times bestseller list is called The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. And I mean to tell you, that book was fascinating i want to check it out but i think i have to be mentally prepared for that sis well it's adventurous but you know part of the synopsis is her parents want to get off the grid so they just pack up their bw bus if you will and drive basically to the end of the earth oh right and settle in alaska and it's her story of living up there and you know the good the bad and the community because they got to depend on each other and it's been a couple hey, years. I think, by the way, it's Reddit, very expensive it's to live in Alaska because sure. your grocery, like today, Eric and I had in the YouTube, uh, the cost of living in Kodiak, Alaska. And it was, I want to say one case of water was $41.99. You better, you better take the water off so the guys, glacier. Right? Hello. Get out there. <laughs> Drip that snow. Start harvesting. <laughs> <laughs> but sis, to, to your point, though, in this um, way of, I mean, I think this is kind of what we're getting into is that we first think of Alaska, we think of all this beauty, this majestic, this coldness. And then just recently, you know, the first time I heard this phrase, winter kill. Winter kill. And they're saying winter like kill. these temperatures, these temperatures get so uncomfortable. People get so moody. They get aggressive. They get mean. And I think we'll talk a little bit about this in the episode uh, on X-Files Ice. And I'd never heard that phrase before. Winter Well, I think kill. this could apply even and, to the East Coast and people doing crazy things. Uh, that's true, too. In their basements because... I mean, but Alaska cold yeah. is different, girl. I think Alaska, well, no, Alaska it cold is, is different. I'm just saying the idea of being isolated and in your home... You know, you know, for a very long time. Stir up crazy. Yeah. So the show you I was... got healthy hobbies. 
healthy hobbies. That's so important, guys. I'm all about hobbies, by the way. Not that I make a lot of time to have my hobbies, but I think if people had more hobbies, they would not be overthinking or getting in other people's business. <laughs> like, mind your business, get a hobby. Like, I'm so down with that. Mind your business, get <laughs> yeah, a hobby. hobby. I think okay. that's real. Uh, maybe we should make that. A, get off social media. Get off, yeah, we need to make t-shirts of that. But Create something. So winter kill, the first time I heard this phrase. Wait. But don't create drama. Right. Um, was on the show called Cold-Blooded Alaska. And that's what I'm trying to get at. That episode was Cabin Fever. And that's where I first learned, like, this demented part of Alaska where people are going there because they don't want to be. Um, well, think about it. Like, if you're a sex offender, you know, if you try to move to Fontana, people are going to find out who you are. If you move to Huntington Beach, people are going to find out who you are. You move to Alaska, there's a chance that people might leave you alone so they don't want to be bothered either yeah and it's um that thing of like yeah it's almost like a instant protection for these criminals and psychopaths to go to a place like alaska so that's what freaked me out because i never imagined alaska like that 30 years ago it was just like this you know thing on our okay here we go on another alpat you know like make sure you pack your snacks aye, aye, captain what does the ship store got in stock you know what is that top ramen <laughs> Microwave, macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> okay. That's great. So, sis, you are all about I, ICE, which they well, said was... Been, where was the location that ICE happened? Well, the Arctic Circle. So, here's the thing. When we... Last season, we were talking about doing an X-Files episode, which I think... I love X-Files. Could do an X-Files and definitely talk all things X-Files. Mm-hmm. But 11, season, I think they had 11 aliens. seasons. They had 11 seasons. They I'm had sure. a lot of seasons because I had to pick and choose. And so I did start with uh, the pilot and moved my way through. And the one that got me was the Ice episode. Season 1, episode 8. Basically, the FBI is called out because there is an Arctic Ice Corps project. And everybody's happy and excited to be on this project. And then things start to turn. They crack through the ice and something they're exposed to starts to change them. So when Mulder and Scully get on scene with a other couple of scientists doctors mm-hmm. they discover that it's a parasite and this parasite once you're infected makes you start to go like cra- like crazy bad like you become violent you become like you want to murder other people and you get angry like you can see it in the show so this for me this episode is like the first time we see uh, Mulder and Scully relationship start to kind of get more serious in their intensity. You mean some sensual healing too? No. Okay. No, 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 no. But that they start to they care they care for each other, but they also are challenging each other. So 
Uh, like, for instance, Mulder wants to keep this parasite alive, where Scully's saying, no, we need to kill this. If we can find a way to kill it, we need to kill it. Can you imagine if this gets out and it infects, it could take over New York City in days? You know, this is not something to be messed with, where Mulder's curiosity is like, no, no, this could be on the edge. We might actually learn so much about what's out there. We don't know what's out there. And she's basically saying, no, we need to be, like, afraid of what this could be and what it can become. But about the 31 minute mark Scully and Mulder draw guns on each other because they are starting to not trust each other they don't know if Mulder's like I'm not infected and Scully's like you could be infected we need to isolate you the other two doctors they're like turning on each other and you know it is crazy it's just so intense and and there are people who will say um you know, okay, so I guess they kind of borrowed uh, liberally from John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, but they totally did. There's a couple of there's a couple of uh, YouTube comments I found, and it says uh, a couple of things. Just saw Ice yesterday. What a great series! Brings back so many memories. Um, set drift four years ago. These are kind of old because obviously it's X Files. So brings back um, so many memories. Wow, were they scientists? <laughs> Maybe just of just rewatching X Files. Oh, he he rewatched okay. it, not watched it for the first time. Yeah. Wow. Ice has always the top pick of my list. Great to see someone else recognize this. The pure intensity and brilliant performance won it for me. I also liked Grotesque, which I guess I'll have to tune into that one. Um, this other guy. I remember Ice really freaked me out because of the whole ear parasite thing you know there's trouble when even scully barricades her, herself in her room before she even attempts to sleep also i love the crossover episode of x-files and cops xd but there you know is a true fandom of this paranormal uh supernatural uh you know i remember we were so excited to tune in every week um that we could and it was it's kind of the first of these conspiracy theories. Oh, you know, yeah. When, actually, when conspiracy theories were cool. <laughs> right. Right. And you were cool for being aware of what the conspiracies were. But even like the fourth kind, that was kind of more of conspiracy theory documentary. Right. So a lot of people were disappointed to find out that. Um, I mean, maybe that. And by the way, Ice is season one X-Files episode eight. Right, right. Season one, episode eight, Ice. Uh, but there was like, the, I think in the New Jersey Devil, the uh, Scully's uh, nephew is named Trent. And so there were just fun tidbits that like, oh, we that watched some of the you. episodes that stood out. But that one, just the intensity of seeing those two going up against each other, guns drawn. I was like, okay, whoa, because they're supposed to be on the same side, you know. And uh, but it's a it's a worth watch. I won't give the whole thing away. But uh, for me, that was out of you know pilot to episode eight, and I even got to like ten. That one stuck out the most to me in season one. Yeah, and we are huge X Files fans. I mean, there's things in my garage still that have you know moldered Scully on them that we just won't get rid of. And I am regretting a little bit of getting rid of our whole VHS collection um, <sighs> because we did, you know, we just like but we can't know, keep it all. Spacer stuff, spacer stuff. And so now that you can stream a lot of these things. By the way, X Files is available on Hulu. I did not know that um, until my son clowned me out. Uh, oh, called me out. It is? 
Yes, it's available on Hulu because I, I think sh- I watched it with commercials on Prime. I sure video. did buy the whole season on Prime to show my love for X Files. So, oh, so gosh. he was making he was making fun of me. Um, I, They've won so many awards too. I mean, they really Emmy have awards and uh, Golden Globes. Ice has gone down as one of the most popular and most favorite. Uh, episodes ever. It's not my favorite because I feel like it veered off from the path of the classic X-Files vibe. Um, what I loved about the show, but I can appreciate people like you. How could it veer like off? It was season one. Uh, th- well, if you watch it kind of how it kind of its trajectory of sorts, it, it's, it was just different. It was like in one room, they weren't really going on site to investigate. It was all in this, basically just one space. Well, because they were, quar- but they were quarantined. That's why they were quarantined at the top of the world. Yeah, so it was just different. Really it's explore. not my favorite episode. Yeah. Uh, you guys can comment below whether you appreciate it or not. I'm really excited though, that I've gotten back into watching X-Files and re-reminding myself like of the smoking man and you know he's made out to be the ultra villain um there's just some really fun things about classic x-files that i really really um enjoyed uh they there's one even uh, i think it might be in a later season like season 11 and there's some overtones you know of being influenced not just by john carpenter but by you know stephen king and uh you know i want to rewatch these things and see how these people got their influences and of course um the director from breaking bad he was also involved in x-files so that's kind of exciting now that you know all these accolades these people have gotten in yeah. there um yeah, so it's fun to go back and revisit X-Files. Yeah, and I mean, there's people that have broken it down on YouTube, too, and, like, you know, kind of categorized their well, and, top episodes. And but. one of the things that they talk about in ICE, specifically, is that this organism, this this worm, and how they basically try to defeat it, is they realize almost like how koi fish are. I mean, that's what I related it to. You know, when you get, or betas, I should say betas. Yeah, betas. Um, they, they will, like, attack each other. So this organism... Uh, doesn't like it's territorial and so it's gonna fight fight itself so when mm-hmm. that guy that you read his comment is like putting the squiggly thing in the ear uh, by mm-hmm. the way that's a spoiler if you guys haven't seen it um it's because that's how they defeat it is is basically that it, it's gonna fight itself and only one of those things are, are they're gonna kill each other basically i'm trying to scroll through an article now that's like um t- talks about so there's a lot of favorites some in the later seasons yes the ones with the psychic um the, the dad ice is number ice is number 12 uh ice ice list. came up on number 12 there but i think it was even a favorite as a number three but number one usually is always with peter boyle i think that's his name the dad who squeeze from season one's on here the guy who played the dad and everybody loves raymond was on an episode of x files and that one has exceeded a lot. I mean, everybody, a lot of people love that episode. It's it's okay. like he's a psychic and he's helping find out who's murdering other psychics. And oh wow! Um, uh, so we should rewatch that one. That would be fun. Yeah, I even talk see, about um, it. One of the uh, Luke. Uh, what are those Luke and Owen brothers? Um, he's in season five. Wow. So what caught my attention when Samantha t- reminded me about Ice? Um, was because it. Oh, it you're is talking based about in Alaska. I think it might be called Sunshine something, but I, don't quote me on that. I just know Peter Boyle is in it. Um, Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose, season three, episode four. That might be the one you're talking about. 
Well, I'm going to look up Peter Boyle and I'll tell you which one it was for X-Files. So it looks like him in the picture. The late Peter Boyle doesn't just steal the episode of Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose, but he damn near steals the series in his Emmy-winning performance as a troubled psychic who aids Scully and Mulder in an investigation of a serial killer targeting fortune tellers. Yes, that's the one. Okay, so, so what is it called? One. It's season three, episode four. What was the name of it? Do Clyde Bruckman's know? Final Repose. Oh, okay. 1995. And then number two is Beyond the Sea, season one, episode 13. But to me, it was like a Hannibal Lecter thing. So mm-hmm. I and home, feel it as original. I feel like there's one called Home. And that, there one, is. that one was that one was freaking disturbing. I, I That one was disturbing. That's number seven. Mm-hmm. You remember when yeah. Billy Bob Thornton was in a movie and he like uh, had to bury like little little babies in his backyard or something? I feel like what was it called? Blade maybe. And blade. I, I sling blade, sling blade, and and that episode home kind of reminds me of that film. So it's interesting too. Like when you really start getting into this, you're like, oh wait, I see where people are getting influenced and seeing this and seeing that and. Um, but yeah, Ice personally not my favorite. But what caught me was, and I think this is why. Because when I saw the science station and I saw all the ice and everything, I thought they were going to actually show people going down in the ice and like excavating stuff. And so when you live with the Eric Dawson, you watch a lot of these ancient aliens. You watch a lot of e- Egypt. You watch a lot of these like archaeological, I'm saying that totally messed up, but you know, archaeologist kind of digs um, and you see, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. That would have been a little bit more Girl, exciting. Girl, it for was me. freezing cold. It's the Arctic Circle. <laughs> but the, but, the, but the opening out there. Yeah, but the opening scene was the two Takes guys. Takes place in Nome, Alaska on the airfield. Yes, and the opening scene is, is the guys killing each other. So maybe it's just my personal, you know, thing like, you know, being theatrical type of thing. You know, anyway. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty intense and I still will stand by it because I just, to see the arc for Molly, uh, for Mulder and Scully in the sense of just having to like, go up against each other, I, I was like, oh. So for me, it was, I guess, a different type of level, mm-hmm. not just what was on the surface. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, once again, I mean, th- I can appreciate your point of view. For me, I it's just, it wasn't my favorite episode of X-Files. Um, that being said, I love your earrings, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Vera Wayne. I'm like, Coles, oh, okay, look at that. She's actually <laughs> rocking some hoops tonight. Um, but I am, am excited to rewatch this one with Peter Boyle because he, it, from what we just read and what I understood this morning, he actually yeah, won an Emmy. Yeah, on Hulu. I'm going to tune in. He actually won an Emmy for it. So that that's pretty fantastic. Um, Home is another one. Uh, but yeah, Nome, Alaska definitely in general has a creepy tone to it. If you let your mind wander. And I say that because Alaska in general, if you let your mind wander, you can kind of freak yourself out. I mean, Jaden, our our engineering editor, he has no desire to go to Alaska. And we're like, no, we have to go back. I need to go when I'm not working. I I don't even know if I ever want to go back, to be honest. I do want to go back. I want to go and be able to appreciate. But here's the thing. That movie, 30 Days of Night, came out. And it wasn't aliens, it's about vampires. And I thought, oh, shoot, that can be true. That could Ooh. totally happen, guys. Put that on your watch list. Um, our little sister made super fun of me about it. And I said, girl, you've never been in Alaska when it is dark on dark. 
like dark, <sighs> darkest of darks. I mean, like, it's just dark. I mean, the sun just doesn't rise above the horizon. So you have this until summer solstice or however that works. Like, it's like 60 to up to 60 days of just pure darkness. Yeah. We're not ex- being it from Southern California, we are not accustomed to that. I don't know actually many people who are not accustomed to some sort of sunrise that will happen. So that sun just doesn't doesn't come above the, the horizon during that time period. So I think that's very freaky. And I think if you were a vampire and you could only come out in the night, that would be a great uh, place for you to um, eat well. Yeah, that's that's very wild. Uh yeah, I'm a little stunned on the vampires. I w- you, I'd lost my train of thought, but I was thinking about, um, I mean, really, in any, I guess that would be a good place in a sense if it's just a isolated spot. You know, you might run out of people if there's not a whole ton of people. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, so we are talking about aliens, mostly X Files, mostly Nome Alaska. If you haven't watched Prey, by the time this ends, also takes place in the last frontier, not Alaska. I think it's more Montana area. Did you watch that movie, Prey? I did watch that movie, Prey. With, uh, you know, it's all, it's all getting the, a lot of good. It's the reviews. Predator. I think they should have brought it to theaters. Personally, I really love the Native American aspect. I didn't realize that it happened in Alaska, so I missed that part. No, no, I'm not. Oh. I said no. It's it's still. They call it the Last Frontier, but I feel like it's Montana. I don't think it's Alaska. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's Montana? I heard fun. Yeah, I heard I, Fontana, and I was like, "What? <laughs> you hear what you like to hear." Yeah, no, I think I'll, it was look it up. I think it was an excellent film. And if you are Alien versus Predator fan, or you've been watching the Predators, uh, obviously we grew up with the Predators, so it's mm-hmm. amazing. I thought it was very well done, and I will say it should have been brought to the theaters. I don't think it should have been only for streaming. Yeah, but it's interesting how these uh, streaming companies will just kind of, you know, take that only for their benefit. Um, it's the Comanche Nation. Where's the Comanches from? So, Alaska, sis, you never had any moments where that music is really loud. Can you hear it that loud or is it just me? I can't, but I can turn it down. Um, so... You never had a freaky moment in Alaska on the open ocean or doing watch and you know my s- biggest fear was my biggest fear was falling over the side and nobody realizing until I was supposed to change watch stations that I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that kind of does happen especially if you're like this, you know, swells are pretty big and you are thinking to yourself like how fast are they going to catch me? <laughs> you're not. You like Seven percent your manners. Seven percent your manners. I mean, well, you had to go from the bridge to the lookout. That was the sketch part, because you had to crawl up a ladder, and then if the seas were rough, you're like, okay, just slat yourself in with this piece of rope and this like, what do they call those D ring hooks or what have you, claw clips, and I like, well. Who the heck's watching you between the time you get up and down on this thing, you know? And then it's pitch black at night. I mean, nobody's going like, hey, did you make it? 
Right. You know, there's no, nobody around the corner like, okay, I'm watch, I'll watch you. I got you. Right. No, no. It is very much like you're on your own. Hey, if we have any Coast Guard people uh, listening to this episode, chime in. Uh, mention it in the comments. Send us a DM of, you know, any moment that you felt a little bit uh, not so secure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in your travels. Oh, this is so funny. Oh what gosh. did you find? Okay. Well, no, no. I'm just saying that's so funny. Um, it just says the Northern Great Plains in North America. So that's what I was saying. I didn't think it was. Yeah. On that, um, on but that it doesn't trip, quite give. He doesn't. It doesn't quite give like an exact location. On that trip going to Nome, I will say it's when I saw a bit of the Northern Lights. And that was pretty fantastic. I mean, like I said, the nature in Alaska really is astounding, and you'd never forget it. I mean, that there's that for sure. Um, but, you know, I guess when we're, you know, what falls in suit and theme for us here at Farlington Chronicles is that there's always that dark tourism card, and uh, Alaska certainly has it. Alaska certainly has it. There's a lot of cool things about Alaska. I think the most fascinating part is the Native people. Oh, 100%. And, um, I don't remember the name of the show, but there was a show that Pax and I used to watch, and it followed, like, a few people in a village and how they would capture their food and, um, you know, how they would... Living below them. zero. I remember Paxton was really... Life below life, zero yeah. was one of them. But, um, gosh, I don't know if that was the same show, but there was this couple, and uh, she was native, and she really took you through the um, how they prepared their you know, things they hunted. Preparations. Yeah. Yeah. For this, for the winter. And even in that book, the great alone, it really is like summer is when you work from, you know, all, all day, all night, because it's light outside to prepare for these horrid winters. Crazy. Because if you don't do the hard work, then you're going to die. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, we definitely have some things coming up on Farley and Chronicles for season three in regards to aliens. Like I said well, earlier. Well, by the time this air this airs, it's going to be a little bit like we're in, we're in it. We're in it. And consider becoming a Patreon member where I'm going to be sharing my alien experience I had here in my house. I'm actually sitting recording in the bedroom that it happened in. Uh, but it has more of a druid, um, I would say Celtic backing from the research that I did from the experience I had here. I mean, it was it was pretty startling. I mean, to the point where um, I screamed so loud that my son Jaden came darting in from his bedroom. Blood to curdling. Yeah, basically. Uh, so consider becoming a Patreon member. I'm only going to be sharing that on Tier 3, though, um, because that's a lot of extra. and it's It is a lot of extra. It's going to take a lot of extra just for me to relive that um, that moment because I've I'm rarely scared. And that, yeah, that, that got to me, th that experience. And, uh, it took some time for me to be, feel, to feel comfortable again in, yeah. in my bed and doing those, um, you know, I had my way of grounding myself and, uh, how do you say self-protecting and yeah. those Did you want to, did you want to talk about when we were with our cousins camping in Dogwood? Oh my gosh. I forgot all about that. That's what I'm saying. Wow. This has happened more to you than me. So we were camping. I'm like, I missed it. I oh missed my it. gosh. So we were camping um, in Dogwood. And our dad has, you know, 11 brothers and sisters. And so whoever could come on these camping trips over summer, we only got to experience maybe two. I don't think we really experienced more than that. And uh, 
a couple of us cousins got to stay in, you know, those little, you know, we squeezed ourselves into like a three or four person tent, those small little dome ones. And um, we had the little screen open so we could see the stars and everything. And there was a bright light that came in into the tent. And I thought I was the only one that had seen it, but turned out our cousin April also was witnessing the same thing. And when we came out to look at it, uh, it was kind of in the shape of, and, and for our Patreon viewers, I'll kind of show you. It's like, um, I feel like almost a hexagon. Is that the right phrase? You know, like the honeycomb, you know? Like a sphere? No, not a like sphere. Like the Volcom sign? It had like a flat diamond shape? No, no, no. So it's flat on top. It angles down, angles down, angles in, and then flat on the bottom. That's that's how, you know, maybe I'll do oh. a drawing. And then, yeah, we need geometry. And then major. there was, uh, you know, like red red um, lights. <laughs> so what was weird was my cousin and I, of course, people, like, we were frightened or whatever. And then the adults started coming out. By that time, it had dissipated. It had left. And um, But the next day, we we talked to each other, and we saw the exact same thing. We saw the exact same thing. And I missed so. it. And then as we got older, I want to say by our senior year, uh, when we were maybe getting ready to leave for the Coast Guard, uh, I had been watching this show about uh, UFOs and somebody drew the same exact thing that I had seen. That's what blew my mind. I, I was like, my mind blown. I don't even know if I ever knew that. What? That was crazy. That was crazy. Gosh, I haven't thought about that in years, sis. Yeah, hope mm-hmm. I didn't traumatize you. No, but we are heading okay. to Utah in October. Uh, I say we, I mean, my family, my daughter's going to be playing in Salt Lake City for a roller derby match. And Eric said, we've got to go by Skywalker Ranch or Skinwalker Ranch, not Skywalker, Skinwalker Ranch. And uh, yeah, so that trip's happening. I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. Well, by the time this airs, you probably already go on that trip. Well, we shall see. All right. Well, um, anything else you'd like to add, sis? Um, just keep your eyes open in the sky, I guess. Yeah. Well, cheers to that, guys. Keep your eyes on the sky. Consider becoming a Patreon member. And, yeah, let us know if you